to reviewing Westeros, it is Entertainment Talks podcast for Game of Thrones on HBO and Sky Atlantic. I'm your host Matthew, joining me today, my co-host is David. How are you today? I'm very well, thanks. Cool, uh, and we're back. It's the series finale for Game of Thrones Season 8, Episode 6, The Iron Throne. It is also the first uh, series finale that Entertainment Talk has ever done, so it's quite an of a <laughs> historic episode, which is nice. Um, what did you think of the series finale? Well, the series finale of Game of Thrones, It's it's here. Uh, okay, so I I was sort of like, well, that was fine by the end of it. Um, but the more I've sat with it, the more I've I've kind of it's grown on me. I think. I mean, if you kind of take away how we actually got here, you know, the 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 maybe missteps throughout this season, which you know, particularly with last week's episode and Danny's turn and that sort of stuff, I think ultimately everybody all the key characters ended up where they were supposed to be you know i i i i thought i mean there was a lot of people complaining about who ended up on the throne and i actually i see the logic in that that makes perfect sense to me um you know sansa ending up in the north and and jonet ending up the wall all that stuff you know that those all those characters i think ended up in the places they were supposed to be the logic behind them being there i think makes a certain amount of sense. I mean, there is there is a slight issue with Bran, but I mean, generally, I think they that all makes perfect sense. Um, I thought that there was a certain amount of cliche in the way that Danny actually died, but I mean, it was still beautifully done. I think. I think it was overall. It it's. I mean, you're not gonna get. It's not going to beat Breaking Bad for a series finale, you know? Uh, I mean, that's your sort of high bar of decent, you know, superb shows with an epic finale that really wraps everything up. I don't, I, I mean, that that's really your sort of high level of, of, of where you want to kind of aim for on this sort of show. And I don't think it comes anywhere close to that. But, um... It, it was good it it sort of it, it wrapped things up in a reasonable reasonable enough way and they had some nice moments um i whether i i think the problem is coming to the end of the show i don't think it was ever going to satisfy everybody no that's and, impossible yeah I, I, and it was it was always so it was always going to be a bit of a problem particularly the amount of jumping through they've done this last season and how rushed it's all felt you know well possibly the last two seasons how rushed things have felt um and how many sort of bits of story you kind of feel that maybe we're missing out of it so i mean that that is a problem but in terms of where everybody ended up at the end of this i thought it was that that worked quite well if that makes sense yeah yeah uh cool uh i love this episode and the more that because i've been thinking about it obviously quite a bit throughout the the last two days yeah. you know series finale game of thrones is a, is a big deal um the more and more i thought about each like uh big sort of set piece in each sort of uh bit and bits and pieces of the of the episode and all the things that happened and where everybody ended up the more and more i liked it um, and it's one of them cases where you know where you 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 like something, you think something's good, and then you go and you see not somebody that hates the episode, but somebody that likes it slightly less, and then you agree with 
you you sort of look at something that someone points out that was not as good as you thought and you maybe agree with them but you still have your own you you still kind of agree with yourself in a way this yeah. is just one case where like most things that people have pointed out to be bad with this episode and with the season i simply haven't agreed with and it hasn't been the case that i've just sort of mentioned um so i've really still still sort of come away with it being like okay i see the complaints and i see you know the pacing issues that people are bringing up and uh, maybe that's a bit of a thing. We have an email about that, uh, of course, at the end, which we we can dive into more. But um, as as I sort of distanced myself from, from uh, the people that liked it less, and then I thought about my own thoughts and feelings more, and uh, like I said, the more sort of set pieces and what happened to each character and the way everything kind of wrapped up, because there is no more, like, we'll wait and see what happens to these characters. There is no next episode and, and that yeah. sort of thing. Because um, it's quite strange to go, you know, personally into this podcast, and we would usually have another episode or another season, because like I said, this is the first uh, time we've ever done something like this. So there is no more, like, hey, um, Danny died, let's see what happens to John. We know what happens to him, and that that's the end of that story. Um, and it really does, it does leave me quite satisfied, and there was a lot of, like, um, you know, Bran being on the throne makes some sense, but not all that much sense, but it was a surprise. Uh, I think the best resolution is probably with Sansa. Her being, like, crowned Queen of the North and them sort of chanting it was probably one of the best moments of the episode, even if it yeah. was, even if it was, like, ten seconds. because uh, it was a quick sort of, this is this person, this is where this person is, etc. Uh, I really love all that stuff, and... It was really that case of like, okay, we went into the episode knowing that Danny was irredeemable, but we'd see what she would say next. I remember us saying that last week of like, okay, it's going to be very, yeah. inter- very interesting to see her attitude towards the situation. And it had got to a point where like she just got completely carried away with power. And then I really, really like, um, you know, Arya. It was a sort of mixture of Arya, John, and Tyrion, sort of giving each other a look of like, we've got to get, we've we've got to get rid of her in in whatever way. It's gonna be. I, lo- I love all that stuff. I think it's really, really good. So, um, yeah, I'm. I mean, I'm glad that I'm happy with the ending of Game of Thrones. That's you know what really matters to me, I suppose. Um, I'm glad that you're happy with it as well, uh, as well. And uh, yeah. yeah, it's uh, it's gonna be weird to see Game of Thrones not be on TV anymore and that sort of stuff. But um, yeah, I'm I'm very very happy with the way it's it's left off. And there's technically gonna be more because there's gonna be spin-offs and and that sort of stuff. So it's just not gonna be the continuation of the story. So, uh, although yeah. we have some emails about some curious Aria fans uh, later, so, uh, <laughs> yeah, I thought we might. <laughs> yeah, so that's going to be interesting. Um, but yeah, that's pretty much what I want to say about the episode. I think that's what you want to say about it. Let's uh, move into some some housekeeping. Today's sponsor is Kualu. If you'd like to get started with a domain name and a website today, just click on the link in the show notes, and that will take you over to Kualu to get started. They also have a live support chat system that you can use, which is in the bottom right-hand corner. So get started with a new website and domain name today with Kualu. Hey everybody, if you would like to get the ad-free versions of all of our podcasts and support entertainment talk along the way, all you need to do is head over to patreon.com forward slash entertainment talk. Sign up either as a creator or as a Patreon. There's no difference there. That's just the option for either becoming a creator now or just staying as a patron for the moment. And then all you need to do is support us at the $1 level tier. That will get you access to all of the ad-free podcasts that we've done in the, in the past. And get you access to all the ad-free podcasts in that month as well. So it's a great way to support us on Entertainment Talk and to get rid of the ads and get your ad-free podcasts. As always, thank you very much for listening.
back to the show. Okay, so recently on Entertainment Talk, uh, I thought this actually happened last week, but it was apparently, uh, well, yeah, it was last week, but um, it was before the Game of Thrones uh, podcast last week. Uh, me and Robert went to uh, talk about what Sony did reveal in their state of play, and it was like Final Fantasy, Medieval, uh, and some other games. We talked about that. We talked about the kind of sort of confirmation of Splinter Cell, which might not be true, uh, but we talked about that. It, it's coming up to E3. There's going to be a lot of leaks and fake stuff and and uh, Walmart listings for games and all those sorts of things like there was last year. Uh, so we talked about that, and this week we're going to be talking about some other stuff as well, uh, mainly Sony and Microsoft teaming up, which is kind of strange. So uh, mm. we're going to be talking about that today. Um, I finished Superhot VR. I did do a second uh, Let's Play. I didn't manage to get an, a Let's Play for the ending, but I did get another one in there. That one's about 30 minutes, so the, the first one's 50 minutes, the second one's about 30 minutes, so you can go and check those out on the website as well. It's just the, the video is embedded in the post, so if you click on that, you can play the video and make it full screen, etc. Uh, so there's the second one of that. Uh, I then went ahead and reviewed the game itself. Um, which is in obviously the video game reviews feed and all that kind of stuff, uh, so you can see my thoughts on the game. No spoilers; it's a shooting game, so uh, yeah, there's no. There was some story kind of stuff in there, but I I left that out, so it's spoiler free. Other spoiler free reviews: I went and saw Detective Pikachu, and it was pretty good. I was I was pretty impressed with it, um, and that's spoiler free as well. There was again spoilers, but I wanted to mainly talk about character designs and the video game adaptation side of things. But uh, I was I was pretty impressed with that. Um, and uh, yeah, that's what we've been doing on entertainmenttalk.org or on the podcast platform of your choice. Uh, we've got some other stuff coming up as well, like we've got the DC uh, finales coming up very soon. I think Flash is actually tomorrow. I think Arrow and Legends are next week, so stick around for those. Um, and uh, of course, Classic Review Season 2 starts next week uh, on the uh, 29th of May, so it will be... Uh, in case you missed last week's, or you may be new, or, or whatever, uh, so we're doing the series finale today, and then next week, uh, for the Wednesday, it will be the first episode of Classic Reviews, and then the week after that, you will have another episode of Classic Reviews, but that is when we come back and do our uh, series wrap-up for Game of Thrones, and that will be your uh, last chance to get in any feedback, questions, comments, that sort of thing. Uh, I'll put multiple things out on uh, Facebook and Twitter about it, and I'll probably remind you guys at the end of the podcast when we get to feedback, uh, but this is your first kind of warning for for that. So, um, yeah, get get in your feedback. T- tell us tell us what you thought of Game of Thrones. Even if you if even if you hated it, it's it's still fine. You can still tell us why uh, that sort of stuff. Uh, if you liked it, didn't whatever, you can still send in emails that sort of thing, and we will discuss what you want to talk about. Um, yeah, but that's entertainmenttalk.org at the moment. Um, if you want to find out when uh, shows are coming back and other stuff like that, because they recently did the, uh, the upfronts and everything, there's a bunch of trailers out there. Uh, geektown.co.uk, that's where David's at. Uh, and there's also Geektown Radio on iTunes as well. Um, cool, so that's entertainmenttalk.org at the moment. Let's move into the series finale. Jon Snow and Davos uh, survey the destruction uh, that Daenerys uh, did to King's Landing. While Tyrion finds um, Tyrion finds Jaime and Cersei's uh, corpses in the ruins of the Red Keep, uh, confirmation of their death. With that, um, but we I think I had more doubts than than you perhaps last week about like okay we saw the bricks fall on them uh, and everything like that, um, but like we hadn't seen the dead body. And in this episode, we get the the kind of shot that I was talking about from last week, which is the bricks on top of them and they're you know dead and not moving. Yeah, yeah. So. Um, yeah, pretty emotional scene for, uh, for Tyrion. Um, yeah. And yeah. it's interesting, a lot of people have come out and said, like, you know, uh, Peter Dinklage, best actor, actor this, this season. I mean, every, all the actors and actresses did a really, really good job, uh, with the whole series. But, um, 
he's particularly done really well this this yeah. season i think on the whole series and the episode as well so uh that was really good um anything to say about the Tyrion uh, uh finding them scene no i mean i i thought this it was a scene that needed to to happen i think mm. and uh it was it was brilliantly played by Peter Dinklage. I love Peter Dinklage anyway, but uh, yeah. but yeah, I was I was really happy that um, you know, I mean, it was a terrible scene, but I was happy that we got to that they showed that you know, and and you actually got to see it, and they they didn't kind of just ignore those those characters. Um, there were a few people pointing out that you know if they just run about ten feet to the left, <laughs> there was because as yeah. he was walking through kind of see these large areas which weren't covered in bricks but i i guess it did happen fairly quickly and uh you know the roof collapsed in on them so i i think even had they they tried to run out of the way they probably would have still been kind of flattened but they uh, in in the last episode they really didn't seem to make absolutely no effort to move when the uh, bricks started to fall so i, I mean it's a fair point but uh but yeah i mean they couldn't get out of there uh, at the time, I mean, the only reason Tyrion got through is because he's so small. So right, he saw that you, little light. Yeah, he saw that little light yeah. at the top. Plus, I mean, yeah, I'd rather suspect things had shifted a bit since the stuff had fallen down as well. So Possibly, it's yeah. it's not like you know, it's not like they, they clearly last week there was no way of them getting out. Um, it, so it, yeah, isn't it kind of funny how because there was a, a a small scene last week where um, Jamie was looking at one of those sort of uh, piles of bricks like Tyrion does and he doesn't see a way out and then when Tyrion goes to find them he just finds the space to get through because if if basically Tyrion sorry if Jamie had managed to do what Tyrion did he would have survived but he wasn't able to do it at that point I find that kind yeah. of an interesting little thing yeah I mean there is there is that I, and it is arguable I mean we, we're kind of arguing last week's episode again but it is arguable that maybe stood in the middle of an open space was not the best place to make your you know even if even if you thought you were going to die down there surely you'd be better off going and standing by the pile of bricks that had already fallen because mm. there's less likely of more bricks falling down on top of that same area you would think so I mean I, I don't know but uh but yeah, as as a scene, tried to ignore that from last week. There is a scene, yeah, it was a scene this week. I think that was it was really well done, and you know, it was emotional to see Tyrion kind of losing those, you know, the the family and being and brother being and the last, yeah. yeah, being the last Lannister essentially. Yeah, he is. Yeah, so um, yeah, I mean, it's kind of his goodbye to them as well, um, yeah. and our sort of final goodbye to them as the audience. So, uh, Grey Worm executes some Lannister soldiers saying that uh, Danny had ordered it because obviously she did um if if yeah if Graham yeah. wasn't watching last week then yeah that was uh yeah his his sort of orders uh Danny declares the um to the unsullied and Dothraki that she will liberate not only Westeros but the entire world so she's really starting to to go off here uh Tyrion uh, publicly resigns as like so she she gives this uh, massive speech about um you know, in was it in the uh, in, in the Dothraki language? She's uh, she's saying I, yes, I, yeah. I think so. It was either that, or it was either Valerian or Dothraki. Um, One of the two. Yeah. I, I'm not entirely sure which, because bear in mind she was talking to Dothraki yeah. and um, Unsullied, so mm. it might have been in Valerian, but I'm not sure. And they were they were both agreeing with her with the whole you know slamming your weapon yeah. down sort of thing. Uh, so she's doing all that and saying multiple different sort of things there. 
about taking over the entire world basically Tyrion public re- publicly resigns as uh, Danny's hand in protest uh, to um, her rule and is arrested for treason um, I really like the again you know excellent acting from from Peter Dinklage yeah. nice. him kind of you know going up to her and she said oh you freed your brother yeah I freed my brother but you killed everyone here like women and children and then just takes his thing off so yeah I'm glad that, yeah. I'm glad that in this episode they don't like just submit to to Danny it is it is kind of you know like I said between Arya, Tyrion and and John is kind of okay we have to like get away from this woman in in some way shape or form so mm. uh, this this was Tyrion's sort of version of that I suppose uh, with, yeah. with the whole resigning thing um, yeah a really really good scene so yeah no I mean th- this scene in particular was was chilling it was it was great from uh, Peter Dinklage. It was uh, really good from Amelia Clark as well. I thought that, I mean, that speech was chilling. Um, and the way that they yeah. set it up, particularly I, from the moment she actually walks in, which had that amazing shot of, of um, Drogon kind of landing. And then you see the wings come up behind mm. her. I was was I mean the cinematography whatever else you say about this show and you know the writing and stuff the cinematography and the music have been spot on throughout the entire run and the cinematography on that I was was really stunning that shot um so I was really impressed by that uh and that speech itself was like being stood at a Nazi rally I mean yeah it it was it was really quite chilling you know there seemingly you know Daenerys on point fired up you know making the case of of we're not going to you know we're 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 not stopping here essentially we're going to take over the whole world you know but framing it as we're going to free the whole world from you know tyrants and dictators and not seeing the irony in being a dictator herself and uh I that that I I just thought was was really nicely pitched, and the fact that the you know the the banner at the side of it is this big kind of red flag and stuff, and and it's it just looked very much like a sort of Nazi Germany thing. Um, I really just amazingly well done, and um, the the sort of people say you know you've talked about language there, and the fact that John obviously didn't understand exactly what she was saying because he doesn't uh, know Valerian or Dothraki. Um, Tyrion probably understood some of it, but the one thing that John would have picked up on is the fact that she uh, mentions Winterfell in there. And you're like, yeah, uh, yeah so that at least, you know, it's, it's like when you are hearing somebody speak a foreign language and suddenly the odd word of English drops in and you kind of go, Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. So you've, I got that word. So, so that given the tone of the speech you must have he must have picked up that that was there was something very wrong in there you know it wasn't uh, particularly if she's mentioning winterfell so um and Tyrion resigning over the murders i think you know i mean it makes perfect sense for his character it's exactly the sort of thing you would expect him to do particularly after after having found that danny's basically just killed you know jamie and cersei as part of the uh, that as well as the fact that you know and, and as though he may have been expecting that he, there is also the fact that he just she just set alight the entire city which is something that he'd been trying to avoid the entire time so yeah mm-hmm. i mean 
it, it, that all made perfect sense to me. Yeah. And uh, that was a particularly strong scene, I thought. It, really quite chilling. Yeah, it was at that kind of point where, like, last week's episode finishes and we're like, okay, Danny's probably irredeemable, but she could, like, realise that she's done wrong, I suppose. <laughs> and then she just comes out and does this speech and you're sort of like, no, it's 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 over, sort of thing. Um, yeah. Which is a shame because you kind of, you sort of look at her as she's giving this speech and you sort of think, like, okay, this is a woman or character that we've... Uh, followed for eight seasons and we've been rooting for her to get the iron throne because that's been her whole journey but yeah the, this last sort of choice that she's made in in her path has changed what needs to sort of happen to her so um it and that's really the sort of bittersweet thing that i'm taking away from game of thrones is like it's okay everybody's ended up in in good positions sort of thing like you know uh sort of what we mentioned earlier um, with like Santa being Queen of the North and Bran on the throne and all that sort of stuff, uh, all different characters, and then you sort of you sort of look around as uh, we're seeing all these characters later get put in their different positions, and it's like it's a shame Danny's not here, um, but like it's her own fault that she's not here, sort of thing. So yeah, it, it really yeah. kind of pushes that bittersweet thing in. And the the thing that's interesting to me is um, uh, some people online saying like I wanted a happier ending and stuff like that, and well, I think the thing that people have forgotten in in this season, particularly, is this is Game of Thrones. It was never supposed to be like a happy ending no, sort of story. You, are you watching the wrong show if you right. want to yeah. have a happy ending? There is never ever going to be a happy ending to this. Because mm. um, there's been p- pictures f- floating around uh, in the last couple of years of like uh, Tyrion. Um, John and Danny sort of sitting on chairs, and then there's the three dragons behind them, and then yeah, they're yeah. drinking wine, and they're holding children or whatever, and it's like that's the happy ending, quote unquote, that we were probably never going to get. Yeah. Um, but we we ever, ever since those sort of photos have have like come out, and people have sort of envisioned this really happy ending, we've known that that's not really going to be uh, the case. So um, yeah, yeah, we're watching Game of Thrones, so. Yes. Um. Th- there was a theory that uh, John, his name's called John Campier. Uh, he's he's doing his own YouTube channel. I think he's been doing it for a couple of years. He used to be at Collider. Uh, he used to do their uh, Collider movie talk thing, and then he left and did his own thing. Um. I was I was watching some of his uh, predictions for the finale on on YouTube and stuff. Mm. And one of the things he brought up, which is very possible in this episode, is that Brown could have walked into the dragon and killed Danny. As she was giving this speech, and then what John was... Because he predicted other things as well, obviously. But yeah. that, that was one of the things he said. I was kind of thinking, like, are you suddenly going to see the dragon have, like... You know, um, be walked into and fly over to... Because the dragon was sort of moving around in the background or whatever. You could sort of hear it and stuff. Uh, plus the shot of the dragon being behind her with the wings and everything. I kind of kept thinking, like, is John's theory going to gonna kind of yeah. come true here? Um, but that, that sort of didn't happen. But that would have been kind of interesting as well. Yeah, um, but uh, I mean, everybody had like a dozen theories going into this thing. So, um, yeah. yeah, excellent scene. So that was really great. Um, John confronts Danny in the throne room, uh, trying to convince her to uh, stop fighting and stop, like you know, stop while before stop before you go and do what you've done at King's Landing to to other places. Sort of. Uh, when she refuses, they kiss before he uh, kills her. You you sort of see them kiss, and then you hear this little like sort of stab noise yeah and yeah it's like oh wait danny's not carrying any blades probably because it, it doesn't have to be a sword it could be a dagger or whatever uh, any sort of blade you're like okay danny's not carrying any sort of blade who got stabbed and then danny's body starts to fall down a bit and yeah. you sort of realize okay he stabbed her and then i mean it just leads up to 
you know. Um, I mean, I'll, I'll read the rest of this thing here. Uh, Drogon melts the Iron Throne with um, Drogon melts the Iron yep. Throne with uh, Dragonfire and carries uh, Danny's body away, and John is arrested, obviously for murder. You, yeah, I mean, there was a little bit before this as well, which was Tyrion, uh, John talking to Tyrion yeah. as well, yeah. and and Arya warning him mm-hmm. uh, about uh, you know about what might potentially happen, um, given that. They, you know, both both John and potentially Sansa were threats to the throne. So, you know, because I, I think we sort of skipped over that slightly, and and that sort of le- is the thing that right, leads John up to actually, yeah, yeah. So, I, I and I thought that scene between John and Tyrion was um, pretty strong as well, because you yeah, know that that was. That that was rather rather nice with with John sort of talking to Tyrion and going, um, you know, to John's John's still defending at that point and saying, you know, she's my queen, and I think he knows that it's not right, but he's you know the loyalty is there and he loves her and he's ter- determined to stay with her, and it's and that's a really quite important scene of of Tyrion going, you know, look at all the stuff she's done to get to this point mm-hmm. you know that speech she made out there does that sound like somebody that's going to stop you know regardless of whether you could actually tell exactly what she was saying does that sound like somebody she's go- that's actually going to stop um you know you know what the right thing to do is uh, you know and aria made the same point and you know about potentially what might happen to sansa if this moves forward because we know that daddy and sansa don't like each other so yeah <sighs> Yeah, um, and then we head into the throne room, and John. I mean, the, the the actual death itself was a little cliched of him going in, kissing her, and then stabbing her with a knife. Um, but I thought this, that scene itself, uh, particularly from Amelia, the you know she's sort of explaining and and sort of saying, you know, well, I had to do it, and this happened, and that happened, and and it was I, I felt it was the right thing to do and she's sort of trying to justify it and she softens a bit and you sort of there is a little part of you that that's still going look i know she's just done something really horrendous but she's yeah this is a like last last sort of chance yeah sort of she's thing. yeah and and you are sort of still almost still rooting for her at that point you know despite the fact that she has just killed a load of like innocent people and uh, I mean, Tyrion makes that interesting point of the fact that up until this point, she has mass murdered a lot of people to get to this point. Yep. But in those previous in- incidences, you could argue that the people that she killed were not innocents. You know, they were slavers, or they were they were people that were you know the 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 merchants that were also slavers. You know, they they were they were sort of generally perceived as bad people and you know that she had help of the people in those instances to rise up against them whereas this was just a mass slaughter of innocence and and the fact that danny doesn't seem to see the difference is a problem you know um and and her sort of saying well cersei used them basically as a meat shield for for you know so it's cersei's fault and there is a really you know that is true you know it's the type of thing that you see happen with terrorists and stuff where you know they they 
will surround their encampments with innocents to try and you know well they'll, they'll hide weapons in schools or hospitals mm-hmm. to stop people blowing them up um so there is there is a certain amount of of truth to that in that cersei really was to blame to a certain extent but Danny didn't just take down the people that were surrounding the Red Keep. That was a mass slaughter of the entire citadel. <laughs> and you can't, so you kind of go, well, yeah, but you did barbecue everything, you know? So I don't think that argument entirely stands. You went on a bit of a rampage. And so, you know, um, I, yeah. I, there really wasn't anything else I don't think John could have done at that point she had to go yeah um some some people are saying that like if we if we had more episodes you could have had like an episode and, and a half of like John um debating him with, with himself with this decision more and stuff I think that if if you'd had like a whole episode of John so because like He's also got to think about like, okay, how much time do I have? When when will Danny go off and just go to the next city and do and do whatever? Um, and especially like I said, like I keep referencing with the earlier stuff with the, with the looks from Arya and from Tyrion and that and John sort of to to each other, it was like okay, this she's already kind of too far gone. So with her, like I said, coming out and making the second sort of speech to to John and everything. He does realise in that moment, like, okay, I, I'm here now and I kind of have to get rid of her right now. So, um, yeah. And you sort of see, like, a few seconds later when Drogon comes up and, or a few minutes, whatever, when Drogon comes up and uh, he sort of looks at the dragon as if, like, okay, this thing could, could kill me, but, like, I had to get rid of this, this, this queen, this woman at this point. So, um, it's almost like he, he kind of would have accepted that in a way, just so that like she yeah, doesn't cause I, I you know, more he, mass slaughter. So. Yeah, I think he would. I think he knew there was a fair chance that if you know Drogon was going to kill him at that point, and mm. and Drogon doesn't, but um, it's that 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 sort of that whole scene. I think and and that that point about you know maybe a few more episodes. I think that that has fundamentally been the problem. This season is the fact that you you could arguably have have got a another couple of seasons out of this show without any problem at all you you know because you could have had a, almost a season of uh danny landing and then taking the north and working her way down south you could almost have made an entire season out of out of that and that would have given you the expanse of that relationship between Danny and John. Because bearing in mind that Danny and John only got together at the end of last season. Yeah. At the very end of last season. So it's been a very, very quick. So the the sort of establishment of of that relationship and Danny's descent into madness, that's why that didn't work properly last week. Is because they hadn't earned it. You know, had you had a season that had Danny traveling around Westeros trying to sort of liberate things and things going wrong and her always getting the blame for um you know what whatever happens or John always getting the praise for it th- that would have strengthened that sort of descent of of Danny into that kind of mad queen thing and and I think that's always been the problem is we, it needed a season doing that before you got to this point where she turned and they kind of skipped over all that. Mm. 
I mean, arguably, the time skip, which comes directly after this, there is an entire season's worth of shows in that time gap as well. So, you know, because there was obviously a huge war that happened um, and we didn't see it, you know. Mm-hmm. And so so the, there was, I think the fact that this has been so rushed, that's where the problem lies. Not necessarily a problem with these individual episodes. It's It's a problem with the fact that all the stuff that we didn't see because the creators wanted to go off and do other things. So they seem to have rushed through this. And I think that's where the problem lies for a lot of people is is not necessarily the motivations behind these episodes but i think there is an argument that the motivations were there it's just they were so fast to get to them that that it needed more establishment um yeah but um yeah the iron throne's gone yeah but with with this um with the with this particular scene i thought that the the um drogon melting the iron throne i thought was was a really iconic moment and the fact that mm. he clearly looks at john and where i don't know whether it's he senses he's targaryen or senses that it was yeah we don't know quite how intelligent the dragons are but maybe he yeah. kind of, he he figures out what's happening and realizes that the throne is the thing that's causing all the problems and then melts it i i don't know but uh whether he's just sort of venting in frustration yeah I, I mean dragons you assume are reasonably intelligent animals so um it's it's difficult to tell but i mean it made for a great shot though yeah yeah um it's interesting when like because as, as this scene with the dragon or with drogon and john was happening i was sort of thinking about you know the the evil or the white dragon whatever it is that they ended up calling it um mm. and when that dragon ended up going into the air and you thought like okay it's going to breathe whatever on dra- on john and and kill him and then the dragon does the same thing here and i'm like okay is he gonna like swoop down and bite him and eat him or you you really didn't know what that yeah. dragon was about to do obviously he sees like okay my mother is dead and uh you know the poor animal goes over to to, to danny and starts like poking her and doesn't get yeah. a response um yeah so it's interesting to see like especially with when the dragon does you know put his head down and start like breathing fire and john like sort of puts his his arm up as to think like okay this dragon might be about to, to burn me sort of thing mm. um does he know that he's fireproof well or... we don't we don't know whether well we, he's he's only half targaryen so we don't know whether That's he true. is is genuinely we don't know whether he is fireproof or not um, I, I feel like he doesn't know about that yeah and i and i don't think he would know about that right. you are Especially quite right the way so he's putting his arm up and like this dragon might be about to burn me but i had to kill this this mad queen um yeah yeah so i'm not sure if he's because he knows obviously about the the targaryen stuff but i don't know if he knows about the fireproof thing. yeah yeah um, so well i mean he yes he probably he probably knows that danny was fireproof but he doesn't know whether he, i mean he yeah. he wouldn't know whether he is and it's not really something that's that easy to test on yourself so um <laughs> Yeah. I, yeah, I mean, particularly when it comes to dragon fire. So, and you don't actually do we know? We don't know whether Danny's actually. You know, we know she's she's fireproofed in normal fire. Is she fireproofed in dragon fire? We don't actually know. Hmm. So, so there is yeah. that as well. Yeah. Um, um, but yeah, iconic scene with the the, the throne finally going. Uh, well, not finally yeah, going, but yeah, with the throne going and everything. 
Um, I thought it was interesting when we when we first see this shot of the room because everybody was like, okay, with Danny destroying the city last week, is the throne even still there? Is it destroyed? I thought it was an interesting touch that kind of the wall behind the throne and like obviously bits and pieces around it were all destroyed. Um, obviously, you could have had it so that the floor beneath the throne, like the actual bit of floor beneath it, could have come apart and the throne could have like gone on, fallen on the floor behind itself. Mm. Um, but I thought it was interesting when like they they kind of leave that in as a detail of like okay this this powerful kind of throne not powered up but this thing that's like causing all this power and everything um, is still kind of standing and all this room around it is like you know it's all dusty and destroyed and all that and then the a, like fully powered dragon or whatever goes over to it and has to breathe fire on it twice really kind of shows like just something significant about the throne that I feel like there was a there was a bit of a detail in there about look how broken this room is but the throne's still there and, and even this dragon which you've seen just destroy the city pretty much with ease um has to breathe on this thing twice sort of thing so yeah, yeah. um I thought that was an interesting little touch yeah but, uh, yeah unfortunately that's the end of Danny and that's to and that's at least to me you know as the person coming on the podcast and giving giving his thoughts um that's the the bittersweet thing that I'm kind of taking from from Game of Thrones um, how about you? What, what what do you feel is kind of bittersweet about I, all this? I, this particular scene, I mean, after last week's episode, as I said, regardless of how we got to Danny going mad, but she clearly had gone mad at mm-hmm. that point. And, you know, though she was... Uh, and she didn't see it. You know, she, she obviously didn't see it as well. She thought she was doing the right thing, but, you know, she had murdered a lot of innocent people. And she was threatening to basically do the same to the entire world. And I, I, I don't think there could have been any other way to do it. And if somebody was going to kill Danny, it sort of had to be John. I think, I, I, I think it would have been weird for it to have been anybody else. You know, we'd, we've made sort of comments about, you know, I've seen people saying, Oh, well, why didn't, you know, Arya kill Grey Worm and take Grey Worm's face, and and she could have got close to him and done it that way. So, well, yeah, you could have done that, but I I think it it just it didn't make sense. It makes far more sense for John to do it. It's and and that whole sequence was a little cliched, and you could have sort of predicted that's maybe what was going to happen. But I think it worked. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I I think I don't think there was any other way of of doing it at this point you know it had to be john that killed her um i like the sort of iconic side of of drogon being the one to melt the throne and just going this thing has caused too many problems and just like melt it to to you know its component bits i you know so i i I think overall it was probably the the best they could do with it um Mm -hmm. you know yeah where they were um it, it's funny because i'm not the number i'm not particularly laughing at the whole gray one thing that you just brought up but when you kind of look back and see some of the theories that people have brought up especially the the funniest one to me is bran being the night king um and <laughs> like they they do and i'm not trying to like be rude to anybody or anything but it's just particularly funny to see some of the theories that people come up with because sometimes those theories are a bit funnier than, than some of the other ones some of them do make sense but some of them are like really Okay. Yeah, I uh, mean, Bran, so... Bran being the Night King makes absolutely no sense, no, given the fact it's... that yeah. we we saw they they showed us the Night King being created. There was a scene, there was a flashback scene they showed us of the yeah. children creating the Night King, so we knew he wasn't. 
so. Yeah. Some people still held on that onto that until like the episode yeah. that Night King died. So. Yeah. Um, but it's yeah. fun. So. Yeah, yeah. Uh, weeks later, the Lords of Westeros convene to decide who will be their next ruler. Well, it says sometime later. I think weeks is probably pushing it. I would mm. say you're looking at probably a good six months <laughs> before yeah. that happens. As I say, I think I think there is an entire season in that time skip. Of of the what would that season be? Well, it, because like you know, and stuff. not just debating. You've got because you have the Unsullied that have, have basically taken. Um, I, I mean, I can see why they they might not want to make an entire season out of this because essentially you've got John and Tyrion locked up for the entire time, um, but you've so you're taking out two fairly major characters. Yeah. But you would have, I mean, you, you've got a whole se- series of, you know, the, the armies, um, you know, the, the Unsullied taking control of King's Landing and they, they're there. You've got the various armies coming together um, from the west of, rest of Westeros and how that's forming. I mean, maybe it's not an entire scene. Maybe it's like, the, but there are certainly some extra episodes in there, I think, mm-hmm. um, of of the kind of aftermath and fallout. And we also did get to see, you know, we, we, we know John was arrested, but yeah. given that there's no body, uh, you know, Drogon's gone, Dan, been like Danny's body has been carried off. Um, the, I think they, they skipped over something which would have been quite difficult to explain because the moment Grey Worm found out that, I mean, John obviously admitted to it, to killing Danny, because that's otherwise, how did anybody find out? Yeah. Because her body you know, could have just said, oh, she flew off on a dragon and never be seen again. You know, I mean, it, it, it so John must have admitted to it. And I think the fact right. Bra- I think you probably did. I, I, yeah. I think the the Grey Worm you would think if that had happened immediately would have just stabbed him, you know, <laughs> would have just killed John straight off because he killed his queen. So I the fact that he's sort of still alive, they they would have had to explain that a little bit more of of maybe somebody stepping in to to kind of not stop Grey Worm from killing john straight away and the fact that they've kept hold of him and you know so the, there is the, there is a sort of story in there i think somewhere which he's never really explained because mm-hmm. you really would have thought that john would have been dead almost immediately i mean he killed the queen for god's sake <laughs> so yeah there was there was the bit where like you're seeing john in in prison and stuff and i'm kind of thinking like okay we got about at that point we had about what, 25 20 minutes left of the episode yeah and i was thinking like okay they've just given danny the ending that i would say makes sense i wouldn't call it predictable necessarily because given the events leading up etc what we've discussed uh it makes sense i was kind of thinking like is john gonna end this series as a prisoner kind of thing um yeah and then we will see him at the end with the well, we'll talk about that at the end but um i was a bit nervous for, for a minute of like Okay, this is Game of Thrones. You can have some stuff happen that you you don't want because it's bad things to happen to to good characters. Is this going to be what we have? And I was like slightly nervous about that. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. I yeah. did. I did wonder whether they were going to end up with John just in prison, but I'm glad they didn't stop it there. Mm-hmm. But, uh, but yes, the fact that John is even alive at that point is somewhat surprising. 
given you know the amount of solid that was there but uh yes so so there is i think there were at least a few more episodes in that time skip that they they conveniently jumped over so they didn't have to write it i think Hmm. uh the lords of westeros convene uh to decide who will be the next ruler Tyrion's still a prisoner um we'll talk about Tyrion in a minute Tyrion's still a prisoner suggests that the future kings be elected uh, the future kings, yeah, be elected by the Lord uh, of Westeros rather than um, inheriting the crown. So it's a it's a vote sort of situation. Yes. Why yes. is Tyrion here? He's um, still a it, prisoner. Yeah, he's uh, well. No, I I think that was fair because they bought because they told Grey Worm to bring Tyrion to yeah because they they they're basically there to negotiate with the Unsullied. That's why the yeah. the you know lords with lords and ladies of westeros were there they were there to sort of because they got the armies their armies were outside the walls of king's landing um they were there to negotiate for john and for Tyrion. so that's why they brought Tyrion out and grey worm they, they told grey worm i think was told to bring john out and refused essentially you know because he's pretty much sort of said you know that that guy is going to, if i have anything to say about it john's going to be dying because right you yeah know, of killing the queen so he brings Tyrion out and that's why Tyrion is there um i i do love there is the little bit in this scene where they're talking about you know um how they how they pick the next king and queen and sam bless him comes up with basically democracy and they'll laugh at him which i thought was lovely yeah um yeah so they still uh yeah prisoner they do the do the vote and stuff uh Tyrion nominates uh bran this was after the the bit that you discussed with sam there's also sansa's uncle or something he like stands yeah. up and, says, <laughs> and then she's like sit down or whatever yeah um, that's uh that's the amazing toby mendez uh who uh he's edmund tully and uh stands up and and he's kind of trying to put forward and and sansa just this wonderfully withering put down of <laughs> like oh for sit down uncle you know <laughs> sort of you're embarrassing yourself yeah so. uh yeah so uh Tyrion nominates bran the rest except for sansa who declares the north uh succession uh well independent from the seven kingdoms she says as it has been for thousands of years uh bran appoints uh Tyrion to be his hands they they both kind of don't want the positions that they've been offered as well uh and john is sentenced to rejoin the night's watch uh as penance for or as punishment for killing uh danny um to appease the those loyal to her so gray worm kind of etc yeah it seems like gray worm doesn't quite get what he wanted but it seems like he's almost just overruled no but i don't think i i think Everybody, as I said at the start, I think everybody ended up where they should be, and nobody yeah, yeah. quite got they what they wanted, with the exception of Sansa, possibly. Nobody got really, and and Arya, nobody really got what they wanted. Mm. Well, yeah, the positions that they sort of felt yeah. comfortable in. So, um, I, I think the line of Bran, because he's obviously a kind of a different character to everybody, with the whole three, three-eyed raven and all that sort of past and all that sort of stuff. It's interesting, like. Um, when Tyrion starts to talk to him about the the throne or the, being the king, and he says, "Why do you think I came down here?" Yeah, that's that's the only line that really really bugged me out of mm. this scene because that rather seems to imply that Bran knew this was going to happen all along, and he'd been he he was playing the Game of Thrones, 
and all the stuff that he'd seen and ways he positioned people up until this point was for him to get the throne, which, which seems a bit weird because I mean that's sort of what that line implies, and yeah, uh, that that There's doesn't seem right. There, so yeah, that that does that seems like an odd choice of line there. That doesn't really make sense. Um, as for Tyrion no- nominating Bran, um, I, <laughs> although uh, Bran the Broken, as he calls him, and you kind of you. Raising Brandon to kind of turn around and go, uh, uh, can we talk about that name? Maybe slightly, you know, mm. you know, Brand the Seer, or I know it doesn't rhyme, but I mean, there's a bit of Brand the Broken, really, really, that's what you're going with. So, um, but he, he nominates, he nominates Brand, and I, I entirely get that. That makes perfect sense to me. Who make, who would make a better ruler of the, well, six kingdoms now? Yeah. Who makes a better ruler than somebody who, understands the entire history of screw-ups that they've had with everybody else up until this point mm. the you know and bran is as he says he's he is the the memory of westeros so if anybody is going to understand how they move forward it's a person that understands all the missteps they've made to get them to this point i, I mean he make he makes the absolute most sensible choice i mean i i think well the rest of them might not see it absolutely Tyrion's bang on with with picking bran um and i know bran had made noises about you know well i can't be lord of winterfell previously because i am the three-eyed raven and all that sort of stuff although have given that line he could now have just been putting that on because he knew he was going to be sitting on the iron throne well not the iron throne but like running the be the king of the six kingdoms so mm. Um, but in in terms of rulers, you, it's somebody that doesn't necessarily want it, and is is somebody that understands the entire history of the continent going back thousands of years. So, to me, I mean, there were there was a lot of criticism of like, oh, Sansa should have been on the throne. No, I think I think Bran would be a he's a far better choice than Sansa. Sansa's yeah, Sansa's fine as as ruler of the North, and you know she can do her own thing. But as as queen of the Seven Kingdoms, she would have been okay. But it, you know the whole breaking the wheel thing, which you know that was what Danny wanted. Putting Bran in there, I think, achieves that because you're a, a much more democratic system. I mean, okay, not everybody's voting, but at least it's the the kings and queens are being nominated from now on. It's not just a lineage thing, and it can't be with Bran. Uh, yeah, that was the other thing. Uh, Tyrion dro- or Sansa, Sansa basically throwing Bran under the bus, saying, "Well, he can't have kids." It's like that's the first time that's ever been revealed. That's pretty harsh. <laughs> I suppose so. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> just, just sort of, oh yeah, just drop that in there, Sansa. Thanks. <laughs> it was something with Bran that I hadn't particularly thought about as much because Bran had kind of become just this silent sort of. He's doing his warging, sort of looking in the past stuff, yeah, and yeah. past that, I hadn't really thought that much about Bran uh, in like previous episodes and stuff. Yeah. Um, so. But uh, I mean, Bran's kind of the 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 choice that Norm was sort of particularly talking about. But I, to no, me, that, but... to me that makes it a little bit more like unpredictable, which is yeah, no, kind I, I of think cool it, in a way. So it was an, it was an unpredictable choice, but ultimately, absolutely the right person to do it. I mean, I'm I'm completely with you know Tyrion, and uh, I'm assuming it's George R. R. Martin that that suggested that Bran should sit on the throne. Mm. So. Yeah. Uh, 
I, you know, I, yeah, I, and I get it. I get why they've, they picked that person. You know, he, he makes perfect sense for it. You know, somebody that doesn't particularly want it, somebody that understands the history, somebody that understands all the messes that got them to the point now. So therefore shouldn't make them again. Mm-hmm. So yeah, makes sense. We have our new king. So. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. and, and then Sansa declares for the North. You do wonder if, if, cause she's the last person to go. And you, I, I, I don't think they did cut back to Yara, but really they should have cut back to Yara going, wait, wait, that was an option. I could have just said, I could have just said, said no, actually, uh, the, uh, the, uh, the Iron Islands are going to be an independent nation. And, you know, but of course, Sandra was the la- Sansa left it to be the last to go and goes, actually, the North's going to be independent. Thank you very much. And they go, yeah, sure, whatever. Mm-hmm. You don't think like Yara would have turned around and gone, hold on a minute. <laughs> So. I do like how we end with you know one Stark as a king and one Stark as a queen. That's kind of cool as yeah, well. So, yeah. And I mean, in terms of Sansa, like she would have been a good choice for the throne, but she already kind of was you know settled in at Winterfell. She was she was kind of already yeah. the queen of the North in a way because she'd already sort of slot into that position. So her staying as that, and again the the bit at the end, queen of the North and all that, it it really fit and made sense. So yeah, um, I like that as well. Yeah. Uh, what else do we have? Grey Worm leads uh, the Unsullied to Narth, uh, which is Miss Andy's home, which is kind well, of what I think is what you talked about in the preview. Yeah, I, we'd, we'd if, said if that. If one of them died or whatever. That we, he said, would... we said if one of them dies, particularly if Missandei died, mm-hmm. then Grey, Grey Worm will go to Narth. And because they made a point of saying that they're unprotected in Narth, you know, they don't have armies and stuff. Uh, I'm not entirely sure how Narth's going to cope with a whole bunch of Unsullied just turning up out of the blue blue, and suddenly they've kind of got to feed this entire army that they didn't particularly want. But, you know, I, I, I think that sort of makes sense, you know, the fact that he's... Uh, presumably they took Masandi's body back and you know, he he gets to he gets to go and be protector in North, which I think's fine. You know, that's that's, that's what we said. That's that's what we kind of predicted at the preview, and I, I think that makes perfect sense. Mm-hmm. So here's the thing as well: even if you predict something and it and it happens, it doesn't mean it's predictable. Sometimes it just means it is something that makes sense. So yeah. That, that's good as well. Uh, Tyrion reorganizes the small council to include Bronn, Brienne of Tarth, Davos, Sam. And uh, and and Sam, as they uh, begin uh, preparing to rebuild uh, King King's Landing, and then we so we have our new um, yeah we have our new small council. Um, yes, I I'm surprised we saw Bron again, and I'm surprised that he's part of this. Although I, well, I'm, although I'm surprised he's... they made him master of coin of all things. You yeah. know, I mean, talk about I mean, he loves money, so that sort of mm-hmm. maybe that does make sense, but. Oh, uh, somebody pointed their roles. Uh, yeah, Bronn, uh, Lord of Highgarden and Master of Coin, Brienne of Tarth, Lord Commander of the Knights Guard, Davos, Master of Ships, and Sam Mortali, uh, Grand Maester. So, well, yeah, I mean, Sam, Sam as Grand Maester makes perfect sense. Davos as yeah. Master of Ships make perfect sense, and Brienne as Commander of the King's Guard makes perfect sense. Um, Bro- Bronn as Master of Coin. I mean, we know he's Lord of, Lord of Highgarden. Bronn as Master of Coin is slightly odd. I, I mean, he does. He does love money, but as I think they pointed out on somebody pointed out on Throne Cast afterwards, it's like they wasn't it a few episodes ago, like a few seasons ago, they had to explain to him what a loan was. So you know, it's it that that, that 
kind of doesn't necessarily make the most sense. But you know, I I think fine. <laughs> you know, it, if if they're going to give him a bronze, bronze, the type of character who will lean on Tyrion to to get him a good position and be something on the small council. So if that's the position that was open, then fair enough. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, you but know, Podrick's also here as well. He comes in with yes, as Sir Podrick Sir as well. Podrick, yeah. He comes in with with Bran later, um, but yeah, I like this kind of council. The the one I mean, I I never really liked Bron that much. So I I mean, no. in terms of this group, he's the least kind of trustworthy. And I mean, he's already kind of saying certain things just to like we should do this and this, and you're kind of like okay, there's going to be like obviously some conflict in this group and stuff. But ev- everybody else, I think, really kind of de- sort of yeah. deserves to be here. And, and they. Stuff. They do make a, a point of the fact that they're missing a master of whisperers, laws, laws and war. Yeah. Um, which you know, laws and war. I don't know. D- does does King Bran really need a master of whisperers? I mean, given that he knows everything, <laughs> I mean, I, I'm not entirely sure whether that's totally necessary as a position now. But uh, yeah, you know, fair enough. Mm-hmm. Do you think it's kind of bittersweet that Varys isn't here? Just because he, I, he, I he kind of is. made them that that one mistake of like going against the queen, and that, that yeah, I, and ultimately was the right thing. Yeah, you know, I I think, I, and I think Tyrion particularly will miss Varys because of oh, the yeah. fact that he, you know, he was he was right, and you know when they have that conversation with John earlier, he says, yeah, Varys was right. Um, so, you know, I yes, I think Varys is is a big gaping hole in that, unfortunately. And uh, I, I would have liked Varys to stay to the end because I really like Varys as a character. He was very true to himself the entire way through. Um, you know, unlike Littlefinger, whose allegiance changed with the wind, Varys's mm. allegiance Imagine, was. Yeah. Littlefinger was on this council. God, yeah, <laughs> they all uh, end up dead. Um, yeah, you know, yeah. Var- Varys was Varys was always true to the office you know to the throne to the country to westeros that was always his true master not a king or a queen it was it was the country and uh he did what he what he thought was right for the country so he was always very true to himself and uh you know it's a shame he's not there to be master of whisperers anymore mm. i mean yeah he he slips up he gets himself killed and then danny slips up yeah she gets herself killed so um yeah kind of a, a, a sort of train there um, anything else you want to say about the the council? Uh, no, I mean other than the, the Sam bringing the book in, I know. Right. Was... Yes, that's the next thing we we'll talk about. Um, I th- what did you think of them spending a minute or so on Tyrion sorting out these chairs? I I I was quite happy with that. I mm. thought it it showed a little bit of sort of nervousness and... humor here kind of yeah yeah thing. i was i I'm, I'm glad they did that i i glad they did this little scene of you know and it sort of ends with Tyrion making a gag about i once went to a brothel with a with a, a donkey and a, a a um a honeycomb isn't it i think he said but and it sort of fades out on that and i and it's a lovely little scene and i think it it shows that kind of life just goes on you know uh, I mm. I know rather like that. I thought it was really I, nice. I do like how you know he sorts all these chairs out, and you literally see him you know, walk around the table. The camera's still there. He walks in front of the camera, um, and then everybody comes in and just pulls out their chairs. And without yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah, good to see there's still a bit of humour left in in Game of Thrones. So, yeah. Uh, Sam presents a song of ice and fire. 
George, do you remember the, the, those books? <laughs> yeah, because Sam remembers. The irony, oh. the irony that not only the show but the book in the show is finished before mm. uh, before yeah. George has finished it. But yes, technically finished before the show finished because yes, this is well, before yeah. the final scene. So yes, yeah, um, that's pretty good. Uh, so he presents a song of ice and fire, a history book of Westeros uh, following the death of Robert Baratheon, uh, written by Archmaester. Ebros, Ebros, um, Ebros, noting yes. that, noting that Tyrion is not in this book, so <laughs> kind of says that. Yeah, uh, this is, is another great scene. Is he lying to Tyrion? No, no, I don't no? think he is, because I, I think, I mean, if you think about it, Tyrion's always been, um, a manipulator, a person behind the scenes. He's not, you know, uh, I mean, in terms of. Even the Battle of Blackwater Bay, although people that were there knew that Tyrion took a major step in that, Joffrey was the one that got credit for it, you know, um, for for seeing off the invasion. So a lot of the time Tyrion's sort of been going on behind the scenes. So I I kind of, I I sort of see that, you know, he's, he's a... In the in the entire tapestry of things, although he's been integral to bringing things together, when you you're dealing with these sort of books, which are knights and and you know that sort of stuff and big battles and and which is what they're talking about. They're talking about the battle for the throne post Robert Baratheon. Really, I don't know. I mean, I I'm surprised he's not mentioned. I would be surprised he's not mentioned at all. If they talk about, so. yeah, it is a very <laughs> big book. I would be surprised if he's not mentioned at all, even if it's just as the, I mean, although they've probably corrected that, but because because you know he was accused of killing Joffrey, so mm-hmm. but we now know that it wasn't him that killed him, so maybe that he's even omitted from that part. Maybe they decided it was it was better not to put him in and not mention the fact that he was accused of it in the first place. So possibly, yeah. So I I don't know, uh, but yes, I just I thought it was a funny line anyway. Mm-hmm. Maybe this is a question I've had for a very long time. I've just not really asked it. So this thing's called a Song of Ice and Fire. That's the like primary kind of name for Game of Thrones. That's that's the name of the first book, correct? Because uh... like a feast of crows or a dance with dragons and and all that sort of stuff for like the the next few books. And then he's supposed to be doing. Yeah, Wind yeah, of no. Winter Song of Ice to be the the next one. Yeah, Wings of Winter is the next one. Song of Ice and Fire, I think, was the first one. Uh, okay. Yeah, I, I think yeah. Song because it's the the series is known of as a Song of Ice and Fire book series, um, not Game of Thrones. Okay. So so I I think it's. Um, is it that way? Just because that was the name of the first book. I'm not sure. Okay. I'm really not sure. Not, I'm not they're not sure. called Song of Ice and Fire one, two, three, four, five, whatever. No, they, no, no. They they, names, they, so. They're known as they're known as a Song of Ice and Fire book series. Okay. So I don't know if there was an individual book because just shows how little we're up on the books. But yes, mm-hmm. I, no, I don't think any of the books were actually called that. It's just it's what they're known as because okay. I think I the, first, the first one was called. No, I think the first book was called A Game of Thrones. Yeah, it was. Oh. Okay, uh, but the novel series is called A Song of Ice and Fire. What do you mean the novel series? They, they, because there are there are a whole set of books, so it is it, it is uh, 
the a, the a Game of Thrones was the first book in the A Song of Ice and Fire book series, I think. Okay. If that makes sense. Kind of. That's from what <laughs> looking up the articles, that's what it seems to be saying. Alright. Uh, yep. Um by the way, if you guys are interested in uh reading these books, they probably have them on um what's that audio thing called that's completely uh audible. They're audible on there as yes. well. So, they probably are and then you'll catch up and then never hear Wins a winner. <laughs> yes. I saw something today. Of, I don't know if this is true or not, but George said, like, if I haven't got this book out by 2020, lock me up or something. Yeah, um, no, he pro- well, he said that before, but he did He did put up a post recently saying, I'm not going to say when. I, I am working on it still, but I'm not going to say when it's going to be released. Um, will that, so will that I, be before or after he apparently makes a new game with From Software? <laughs> yes. Yeah, he started working on that. Yeah, so. yeah, no, he's got a whole bunch of other projects in that, mm. and he's got another book to uh, called The Dream of Spring to write after Winter Winter. So, I mean, I'd be amazed if he gets to that one. Yeah. But uh, and he's yes. still got to make uh, Shocknado eighteen. So, <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Um. All right. So that's all the the book stuff. Uh, Brand briefly uh, meets with the council, which has yet to uh, fill the positions of. Uh, yeah, we talked about that. Uh, Masters of Whispers and um, Law and Laws and War. I think it's is what they're yeah. called. Uh, and they also ask about Drogon. Uh, Brand yes. says he might be able to find it. I thought in that exact moment that he was going to try and walk into into the dragon, but no, he gets willed away by uh, yeah, yeah. By, by Sir Podrick. Um. I guess Drogon's kind of the one because we see where people we see where the characters end up, but we don't know where Drogon has gone. Yeah, I to. think that's fine. Where Where do you think he might have gone? Um, I I don't know. I mean, maybe there's there's the the um, historical lands of of the Targaryens that would seem to be sensible. Maybe he's gone there. Possibly. Maybe yeah. that's where he's been flying around. I don't know. I mean, he could be absolutely anywhere. Is uh only stone men i think so you know yeah. it doesn't matter if a few of them are fried so <laughs> yeah. so uh yeah i mean i i don't know he he's obviously flying around out there and uh if he ever comes back and i mean he, we don't know whether he's stopped growing or not i mean if he does ever come back he could be absolutely huge Seems like he's been that size for a while now. yeah it's like season six or five so yes um who knows where the dragon went uh, Arya decides to explore the uncharted seas west of Westeros. Um, so that's where she's decided to go. And yes, we'll talk about the potential spin-off in a minute. Yes. Uh, Sansa is appointed Queen in the North by uh, the local lords. Probably one of the best scenes of the episode. Uh, John is reunited with uh, Tormund Ghost, who he finally Yay! strokes. Yes. I, I realize, like, okay, he's walking over closer and closer. Oh, he's getting down on like his knees. Oh, he is actually stroking his his pet. So. Yeah, that was nice to finally see because yeah, you really gave him the cold shoulder last time. <laughs> yeah, John. So, uh, and um, the wildlings head head uh, beyond uh, the wall. Yeah, and that's oh. the end of Game of Thrones. Which was so. uh, that was a lovely way to end it as well because yeah. that the end shot is basically the the opening shot of the the thing, the entire thing because mm-hmm. the opening shot is is the wall. And yeah. it's it's almost exactly that same shot. So I, I think that was a really nice way of ending it. And this is what it comes back to, of like everybody ended up where they should be, you know. Um, John, although, I, I mean, at this point as well, I mean, John, the Unsullied have gone to Narth. So there's no actual reason for John to go to the Night's Watch and be at the wall. 
there's no there's no reason at all for it. You know, I mean, Sansa could basically pardon him and let him go back to to Winterfell if she wanted. Uh, Bran could pardon him and let him come back because there's nobody there to argue at this point. Because the only people that argued would have been the Unsullied and they're gone. So, you know, he could technically come back. But I think it makes sense. I mean, the one place where he'd, fe- he'd felt at home with a family um, and free was either at the Wall or north of the Wall. You know, his entire life has been dedicated to serving something. Mm-hmm. Or He could... He could still visit both, I suppose. Yeah, and I mean, I think there's yeah. no reason why he can come back. Yeah, we couldn't come back, and and it sort of makes so it sort of makes sense. It's a happy ending for for John because he's he's with people that love him. He's with you know the wildlings, and I mean, it, it certainly gave the impression that he wasn't staying at the wall because what's the point of staying at the wall? They don't need to defend it anymore, mm. um, and he's going north with the wildlings and he's getting to live a free existence for pretty much for the first time in his life because he's either been tied to house stark he's been tied to you know duty at an army uh duty of house stark duty at the night's watch yeah th- so this is the first time he actually gets to live free and mm. i think that so i think that is the right ending for him sansa gets to be queen of the north which is what she always wanted Arya gets to off exploring which is what i think we always said was the thing she should be doing you know i remember you predicted that in the uh, yeah in the preview and i I, basically agreed i know yeah i don't see her staying around um you know and brandon as i said for many reasons i think will make makes an excellent king Tyrion, i mean arguably arguably doesn't get what he wanted but he's still in the right place you know it keeps him it keeps him busy it keeps him occupied it keeps him um there as a solid advisor and you know he's still alive which is the important thing you know so uh and it's the same with the rest of the council you know i think everybody ended up in the positions that they should do yeah at the end regardless of how we got here i think every i i think it was very satisfying to see all the people in places where you think okay that's that's what they ultimately i think what they wanted with possibly the exception of Tyrion, but i still think it's the right place for Tyrion to be regardless of whether he thinks that's the right place he should be or not yeah yeah um so yeah great ending for for game of thrones it will be a show that we'll miss i'm sure um the next two big kind of similar shows will probably be lord of the rings and uh the witcher so yeah uh, which The Witcher, they Netflix has said should be out later this year. Lord of the Rings, we we don't know. I don't think. Don't so, know. Uh, but yeah, look out for Witcher later on uh, this year on Netflix. If it does come out this year, there might be. Who knows? Um, but yeah, I'm I'm pretty happy with the way it ended and how we sort of saw everybody in their in their new positions. Um, yeah, I was going to talk about Arya, but we have an email about spin-offs and and sequels yes. and, and other things, so we'll we'll save the talk for that. Um. But uh, yeah, we see John walking off or riding off, and it just it just kind of fades fades to black. I did kind of think that the final shot of the series would be, uh, or what I, what I thought for a long time would be like whoever ends up on the Iron Throne, the last shot will be you know them sitting on the throne with whatever advisor or hand of the queen or hand of the king whatever, and then mm. it'll, like zoom out maybe. But we don't have a throne, so yeah. There's that as well. Um, yeah. Should also say hats off, hats off to Tyrion for now they haven't got a throne for picking the one person that doesn't need one as well. <laughs> yeah, I suppose so. Yeah. 
Uh, and then I've got written down the end. So yes. I thought I'd include that in my notes. Yeah. Uh, emails. If you we got one more podcast for Game of Thrones. Like I said, two weeks time. The not the twenty ninth. The week after. That's the fifth of June. Is it? Uh, yes, fifth yeah. of June. Fifth of June. Uh, the week after the twenty ninth. Um, don't forget classic reviews season two next week. Uh, that will be pretty fun to um yeah to when those start coming out and getting released. Uh, but yeah, Matthew at Entertainment Talk dot org. Twitter E Talk UK. There's a contact page. There's also information in your show notes. Uh, so there's plenty of different ways you can submit su- submit uh, feedback, questions, comments, thoughts, uh, thoughts on prequels or sequels or any anything that you want to talk about Game of Thrones. Uh, it's all out there now. It's all finished. Um, so we can discuss whatever. Bethany says, hi, I do like how the characters ended their story, but it would have actually been better to skip 10 years and not just see everyone in their new positions, but see how everyone is doing in their positions. Example, we will never see uh, Sansa as the Queen of the North, uh, or see Bran as the King. So we see them as the King and Queen, but we won't see how they're doing as King and Queen. Yeah, I I, I don't know. I, I think... I think the problem is you introduce a whole bunch of extra issues... I think if you'd skip forward 10 years, apart from the fact that you've got to shove everybody in aged makeup and stuff, right. and you're going to have some people have maybe died off. And, you know, I, I think there were, you know, I, I, I like the fact that you can sort of imagine maybe what happens moving forward. You know, it's, it's one of those things. I, I don't think it's, I, I, I think just skipping forward a little bit, makes far more sense than you know you get to see the the start of it and i think skipping forward 10 years would have i don't know i that that don't think that would have worked quite as well so no i the the thing is is like there is still a continuing story in game of thrones because bran is still going to be the king for however long sansa is going to be the queen etc Arya is going to go and explore but when you when even when you end a story at whatever point you choose to do so, the characters uh, unless you kill them all off or something, or you kill off the main character, which in Game of Thrones is multiple main characters, there's always going to be a continuation in some way. But it's like where do you, what do you want to set up your characters to be doing when you yeah. finish your when you finish your series? So, um, <clears throat> for example, with um, yeah, at the end of like. It is just a small random example. At the end of that show, Love on Netflix, you see. Uh, well, I won't. I can't really sort of talk about that. Yeah, no, 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 yeah. no. Um, yeah, when when you see characters get set up to do certain things, you because there's always been. I remember people talking a few years ago about like, okay, what about if you know you see these characters in Game of Thrones, um, like have children, then you could pass the torch and etc. It's like okay, but when do you stop that? Like at, yeah, at one, at one exactly. point, one of those children or one of those children that becomes an adult has to have an end to their story. Otherwise, what do you have? You end up with the Simpsons. Kind yeah, of, yeah, so. yeah. No, I, I think, I think jumping forward ten years would have been a little bit odd. And plus, the fact that you know they may want to, they may want to come back to this at some point. Yeah, they they may decide that they want to make sequels. They may want people to write fan fiction, or they may want to do official kind of continuations of the game of thrones story at some point so you don't want to then hamstring that by the fact that you've then made the tv show leap forward 10 years and and you've then got a 10-year gap of this is what you know something particular had to happen to get to that point 10 years in the future Mm -hmm. you know um 
I, I, I mean, I know what you I know what they're saying about it would have been nice to have seen them ruling for a bit, but you five minutes of them ruling, I. Yeah, I I I would rather they finished it the way that they finished it than you know some massive time leap forward. I think. I mean, if you like stories like that, I mean, soap operas do that. They they won't end. They don't have like a tenth and final season that just says, "Okay, we're back in twenty twenty and we're telling more stories." And then those characters do have children. Those children, yeah, do yeah, over ten yeah, years, exactly. Yeah. So, um, yeah, yeah, you've got that option as well, I suppose. Luke says, so with all the talk of prequels um, and uh, spin-offs, what would you like to, what would we uh, both like to see? I well, I've been suggested uh, to have a sequel about Arya, but what do you want? Yeah, yeah. Um, well, I mean, the, the, we know the one that they're actually filming is set the, like the a few thousand, yeah. the Long Night, um, or, or not the Long Night as George calls it, because he got told off for calling it the Long Night. Uh, <laughs> but... Uh, because uh, that's apparently not what they're supposed to be calling it yet. It okay. is the untitled prequel at the moment. Um, but uh, yeah, we know that's set a few thousand years prior. Uh, it's probably going to be the creation of the Night King and and that sort of stuff, likely. That'd be cool if, if they um, do that. It may be, but we don't know. Uh, there's there, you know, that that seems to be probably where it's it's going to be set. Uh, but uh, they're filming that in June. That's probably not going to arrive. If they do decide to move forward with that one, it's not going to arrive until 2021, at least. Uh, right. I we, know, we know Westworld is 2020 because they... Yeah, because uh, we've got... West, but that's fine because we've got Westworld next year. So it's likely to be the year mm-hmm. after anyway. Uh, plus the fact that it would be an incredibly quick turnaround if they shoot the pilot in June for a show that size. Shoot the pilot in mm-hmm. June and then have it come back like next year would be very, very quick. So I think it would be likely the year after uh, if they take that forward. And that's still a big if at the moment because they're not going to do it. If, if it's not 100% perfect, they ain't going to carry that on and they've got like five possible or four possible pilots at this point to choose from so but uh yeah aria's adventures i think is would would oh, be interesting. yeah <laughs> aria's adventures uh, as a spin-off uh even if george kind of handed that to somebody to to write almost a ya like young adult um spin-off book series hand it off to a you know to do it as a book series rather than a tv show um I, yeah, I mean that's that I think would be fabulous. It's got like a proper sort of high sea swashbuckling. I yeah, I could totally see that as its own TV show, mm-hmm. as as a sort of Aria spinoff. Um, so that that I think certainly has possibilities. I don't think they'll do it because I think Macy will probably want to go on and do other things. She doesn't want to be Aria for the rest of her yes. life. I, I do doubt that you'll get sequel shows. Yeah, this, just because I, then you run in yeah. danger of like. Okay, if we're going to get one about Arya, what about Sansa? What about Bran? What about you know everybody else? Um, yeah, I mean Arya is the interesting one because I, I think the, if you are ever going to do something using these characters, Arya is the one that you use purely because of the fact that um, it's she is going to be miles away from everybody else. So you've yeah. not they've got to rope in all the other actors that are still around. You can. You know, she's going to be miles away from everybody. It's a new world. It's an entirely new thing. You can pretty much do whatever you want. That That is sort of almost pre-set up for something that could work very, very well as its own spin-off. Um, whether they will ever do that, I don't know. But I think that's kind of... That's the most likely one. Uh, more likely, I suspect, is you're going to do things that are pulling out of bits of history 
in uh, in Westeros because there's a very rich history you can pick from. Mm-hmm. So you know it's going to be historical stuff. I think. Uh, what would you specifically like to see? Um, well, I mean, I, the 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 not the long night uh, one. I think is an interesting point to pick out. Uh, I I don't know my Westerosian history that well, so uh, I maybe something that's set over in over in Essos, possibly. Maybe you do something that is. Um, around the sort of the formation of stuff over there something that's the, the sort of height of the targaryen empire or i don't know um but i i'm certainly very interested for the spin-off that they are planning i think that that sounds like quite an interesting one mm-hmm. i'd like to see a sort of um better call soul style uh prequel where it's like ned getting into power and uh all, yeah. all, all the other previous big sort of leaders like that, that, like cersei and, and everybody else um, yeah that would be that would be interesting to see the sort of almost the bit immediately yeah the the kind of prequel bit immediately leading up to robert getting the throne the sort of robert's rebellion yeah arc would be kind, quite interesting yeah. to see mm-hmm. yeah so, so when you go back to the pilot all the people that were in power there how they got to those yeah uh, which which is yeah. essentially that is that would be robert's rebellion mm-hmm. um so you know it's young ned stark and young robert baratheon and you know so yeah that that i think would be interesting to see as well mm-hmm. i think one of the problems with that maybe is you do you do have like a young a young uh john and kind of Arya and stuff because they, they weren't they were young characters but they weren't like that young so like w- would you have to put no but some, no some no point, not or... necessarily only as very small children if really? you are going to do it because i mean yeah. the the Robert had been on the throne for a number of years at that point. I mean, mm-hmm. and you, you yeah, they've got to be on the throne a bit more. I yeah, I mean, what jo- the kids were? Joffrey was what about twelve, something like that, mm-hmm. um, when we first see him. So the kids, you know, they, he's got to have been on the thr- throne for ten, fifteen years at that point. Which means, you know, you might see the births of Arya and some of the others, but you. Yeah, but but I think what you actually want to see is the bit before that, before Robert takes the throne. So in actual fact, those kids probably weren't around then. Yeah, so leading up to that. Um, yeah. Because, yeah, then you can kind of connect it a bit more to the main story. And, yeah. I mean, the, it's the, almost... the Long Night will, obviously, because it's still set in, in Game of Thrones and, and all that. Yeah. But just something leading up right before it, because Better Call Saul's done a, done a really good job of yeah. doing that. I, I... I'd like to see more shows kind of take that approach like the jack bauer prequel i would have been kind of interested in if they were gonna um i think they said that they're not taking that forward but those yeah, those yeah. kind of things where you see the main characters in the pilots of those shows how they got to those positions so yeah i mean um, i think I, I i think with that it's it's almost you're almost looking at the same gap of time between you know the the original star wars trilogy and the prequel trilogy so there is still a bit of a gap in between the two mm-hmm um right, like you know Darth, Darth Vader and all that kind of stuff so yeah so so you you're you're looking at Robert's Robert's rise to power Robert's rebellion and rise to power and what made him rebel in the first place and you know all the stuff obviously we know now about that rebellion was basically all done on a lie so uh that maybe may, makes it a little awkward to do but you could look at Robert's rebellion and then Robert and which ends with Robert taking the throne. And then you have sort of a 15 year gap between Robert taking the throne and the start of game of Thrones right. because, you know, so there is, which is maybe not 
that interesting because maybe not all that much stuff happened, which is sort of what they did with with the um, the the Star Wars movies. You know, the the prequel was sort of getting to Darth Vader becoming Darth Vader, and then you know, so you you're almost doing that. Mm-hmm. The other thing I like, the other one spinoff I would kind of like to see is. Um... You know when they first mentioned, oh, like, we haven't seen dragons for hundreds of years or whatever, and the start of the whole Targaryen, you know, Danny's um, mad father and all that kind of stuff, that sort of era well, that, would be interesting? That, yeah, yeah, which would be the sort of, the the bit prior to, so that would be almost a series before Robert's Rebellion as well. So you'd mm-hmm. you'd have the mad, you'd have that point of the Mad King, which ends with which ends with Robert's Rebellion. But yeah, I mean, that's almost the same kind of thing as well. You could, you know. you could lead one into the other, I suppose. Yeah, I mean, that, that that whole period of you might not see um, you might not see the Mad King come to the throne, but you'd, you could almost, I mean, yeah, you could almost do that. You could um, almost do long, the Long Night then and then do the Targaryen stuff and then do the... Uh, yeah Robert and stuff. that w- that would almost lead directly into the robert stuff so so yeah i mean that that would be interesting to see if they were going to do that but mm-hmm. uh but we'll see what happens yeah. in the future uh we've only just finished this series so uh, yes. and the final email um not for the whole podcast because like i said two weeks time series wrap up uh brian says what do you think of the idea that uh dan and david uh, rushed the final season and were offered 10 episodes for season 7 and season 8 uh, but only took 13 for both so they could have had 20 instead, instead I, yeah, of 13 I, I think I think that was the mistake uh-huh. um, uh, for both, I, surely if HBO got to a situation where they were disagreeing with Dan and David uh, they would have just uh, fired them and got somebody else how do you feel about the pacing of the final two I, seasons well I <clears throat> I think we've talked a bit about this anyway I mm-hmm. I think I, I kind of wish Dan and David had, if they wanted to go off and do st- other stuff, go off and do that and maybe stay on as exec producers, but hand the show off like they've done with Walking Dead. You know, you hand the show off to somebody else and stay on as a sort of overseer. May, but they kind of wanted to finish this themselves, which I get, but then you've rushed it. And you know i i think it would have made far more sense to do two full 10 episode seasons and maybe if you didn't feel that you had time to do it maybe you wanted to step back and you know because they are going on to do star wars next maybe they should have maybe they should have said okay well we're going to do star wars for this so we will hand off to this person that we think is is a you know the the person that should be running you know show running it this person will be the person that's in charge of it now, uh, but we are still around and still involved. And you know, maybe we'll write the odd episode, but but you know, we'll hand it off. And that's really they should have been prepared to let go of it if they weren't going to dedicate themselves to it. And I think that is where the problem has been. Mm-hmm. Um, for for some reason in in my head, um, I I do get this the small thing that it was rushed, but. Because like that's been the, the one of the big talking points of the season is like yeah. okay the, the 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 thirteen episodes instead of twenty or six instead of ten for this season and like uh, people saying it was rushed and really sort of being bothered by that I do get the small sense that it was rushed obviously if they if they're offering them more episodes and they turned it down and wanted less but for some reason and maybe I'll come back in the series finale and uh, or in the series wrap up and 
think about it a bit more, talk about it a bit more. But for some reason, that isn't bothering me so much. Yeah. I, I don't know why. I, I, I've been watching it's... a lot of, like, some of these uh, smaller Netflix shows and some of the other, like, you know, the, the Dead to Me, which is like 10 episodes and half an hour, and it's really mm. short and sweet. And then I watched uh, Fleabag on BBC. That was like, well, 12 episodes total for two seasons, like half an hour. So maybe I'm kind of getting a little bit used to, like, the short and sweet method and I, kind yeah. of tied into I, that a bit more. I think, I think the difference between those shows and Game of Thrones is they're designed to be that length. Right. Whereas Game of Thrones, you kind of feel there was a lot chopped out just because they wanted to get to the end in a particular particular time period. And I think that's where the problem lies. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, just just a quick note, I, I, the doorbell may go any minute, so I might need to rush off. Okay. Uh, um, so, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I think that really has been the problem is, is there this... It, there is a feeling amongst quite a lot of people that that they rushed this because they wanted to g- get it finished because they wanted to move on to other things and and i can see that mm-hmm. with certain episodes uh, you know there there is there are chunks missing as i say the biggest problem for me is is the danny arc is they didn't earn her tur- turning into the mad queen um, that's that's my biggest problem with this is i think they had they done 20 episodes for these rather than 13 you could have expanded that and you could have earned her turning um and i i think that that's where the problem lies Mm -hmm. more than anything yeah it's strange that i do kind of somewhat agree with that but it just isn't it isn't bugging me as much um no and and it's not it's certainly not bugging me as much as some people i mean you know if it was but no no i mean the the people that are are kind of put the uh, this petition up to say oh remake the entire season rubbish you know uh yeah uh, the only episode i really had problems with was was last week and I, you know, I, I, and that's not not the fact that she turned. It's the fact that I don't think they'd earned it. And I think, but I think there are ways that they could have messed around with, you know, that like moving the death of the dragon around, which would have worked. Um, you know, moving the death of was it Rhaegal? Yeah, Rhaegal from yeah, from yeah, the, the episode before into this one because I think that would have pushed the emphasis a bit more. You know, so that, so there there are things like that which would have made more sense for him suddenly snapping and burning the city. Uh, and I think that um, is where the problem lies. I don't think they quite got there with, with her character. I don't, I, I think her turning wasn't a problem. I think that was fine. I just think that they hadn't actually earned it through the story at that point. Um, mm-hmm. yeah. I, you know, so, so he, there was a pacing issue there. And I think had they done the full 20 episodes, then, then they would have got there. Yeah. Um, but yeah, to me, I, I come away happy. I come away with like you know, I love the ending. I love the, the final episode, and that's what's leaving me satisfied. But with the bittersweet thing that I kind of expected or anticipated, so uh, I'm less on a happy note. Um, but yes, yes, like I said, don't worry. We will, we will be back in two weeks. Don't forget classic reviews uh, next week. I will obviously you know be tweeting and putting the Facebook links out for for those episodes. Uh, it's got its own uh, podcast feed as well, so you can subscribe to that and everything. Uh, quick note as well, speaking of new podcast feeds, we do have one for Batwoman as well at the moment. Uh, thank you, David, for making the, the logo again. For no that. problem. Um, there is There should be three episodes in there. One is the TV series in development, first podcast, then the one that we discussed, uh, Ruby Rose being cast, and then the other episode 
which will be for uh, the Elseworlds crossover. Uh, we are going to be doing a podcast later today discussing the trailer that they released, not the teaser trailer, the, the full kind of trailer that, re- that they released. Uh, and we're also going to tie that in, kind of a Bat Family podcast episode with um, the Robert Pattinson uh, casting sort of news. Uh, so we'll yes. have a bit of a, a Bat Family sort of podcast episode later. Look out for that. Um, but yes, two weeks uh, series wrap up. Get your emails in. Um, get your feedback in because it will be kind of your last chance. You can still talk to us about Game of Thrones, but that will be our last podcast, obviously. So uh, just yeah. remember that. Get the get them in, and um, we can have an interesting discussion. Plus, we'll have a little bit more time because we won't have an episode to recap, so we can do a, a little bit more of just like meta sort of conversation about the whole thing. Um, yeah. Personally, I'm going to be going through and comparing this to like Breaking Bad because I think that's the the best TV show I've seen at the moment is Game of Thrones better or worse I'll have two weeks to sort of figure that out and decide that for myself uh, you can compare it to whatever you think is the best show uh, you guys can do that as well uh, and we can have a fun discussion about it and not get angry because we don't <laughs> we don't get angry about stuff no much here. Um, no petitions from us uh, thank you all very much for listening you can find all the content that we got on entertainmenttalk.org if you want to like I said check out David's stuff geektown.co.uk to find out if your favourite show has been renewed cancelled or if new shows that you like have been picked up there's trailers out there Geektown Radio all that good stuff if you want to support the podcast uh, Entertainment Talk are on Patreon so you can go over there and redeem rewards for reviews of your choice uh, you can also support us on Amazon, the Amazon affiliate link. That's where you can shop on Amazon. We'll get a small cut of what you spend, but it won't cost you anything extra. Uh, iTunes feeds, please write, review, subscribe to those as well. Um, if you would like to, uh, yeah, so you can subscribe to those. You can rate, review, uh, subscribe to the feed. Uh, rating helps out the feed as well. Uh, if you don't want to do a, a review for it, uh, you can just uh, click on the star rating. That helps us out as well. Word of mouth, Game of Thrones might be kind of finished, but please tell your friends, family, people that you know about the website and the iTunes feeds. That helps us out as well. And lastly, video games. If you'd like to watch uh, me, Robert, or David play different video games, uh, me and David have got Twitch streaming channels, Robert's got one on Mixer. And like I said, check out the uh, Super Hot VR Let's Play that I did. Uh, we'll be back in two weeks for a series wrap-up. Get your feedback in, get your questions, comments, all that sort of stuff in. Uh, and we will see you guys in two weeks, or tomorrow, probably, for the next piece of content. Thank you all very much for listening, and we'll see you next time. Goodbye. Bye!